0: Many of you will remember the name Chuck Colson. Chuck Colson was chief counsel to President Richard Nixon during Nixon's first term of office. Now, for the benefit of the altar servers and those who were not around at the time, that was 1969 when Nixon began his first term. Back then, Chuck Colson was referred to disdainfully as the White House hatchet man. And he was once quoted as saying, I'd walk over my own grandmother to re-elect Richard Nixon. Imagine how his poor grandmother felt at that one. (laughs) Needless to say, he was ruthless. He was power hungry. He was not a nice guy. And then came... Watergate. Chuck Colson pleaded guilty to obstruction of justice, and he was sentenced to one to three years in federal prison. Well, in the midst of all of that, in the midst of that political turmoil and legal turmoil and the emotional turmoil he was experiencing, Chuck Colson had a conversion. He experienced a conversion to Jesus Christ while in prison. A conversion, incidentally, that a lot of people scoffed at, especially those in the cynical secular media. They didn't believe that he would change. They didn't believe that he really could change. But he did. So much so that many years later, when Mike Wallace asked him during a 60 Minutes interview, Chuck, how do you now look back on Watergate? the former hatchet man said, Mike, I thank God for Watergate, because I learned the greatest lessons of my life. The teaching of Jesus is true. He who seeks to save his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake shall find it. I mentioned Chuck Colson this morning not to talk about (laughs) Watergate's. But rather, I mention him because of something he once said about Easter. I read this a while back and it made a very deep impression on me. You see, when it comes to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead on Easter Sunday, only one thing matters, my brothers and sisters. Is it true? Did it happen? Did it really happen historically? Or is it a ruse? Did the apostles make it up? And did they take the lie with them to their graves? Well, ironically enough, it was Chuck Colson's tragic experience with Watergate that helped to solidify his personal faith in the resurrection. Here's what he said on the matter, and I quote. One of the things I told Mike Wallace during my interview with him was, I know the resurrection to be a fact, and Watergate helped to prove that to me. And how do I know it? Well, the evidence is that 12 men were with Jesus. 12 men testified that they had seen him bodily raised from the dead. They were with him, they touched him, they doubted. They put their fingers in the hole in his side to see if he was who he said he was. After he ascended to heaven, they went about the sands of the Holy Land for 40 years, proclaiming that Jesus Christ had been bodily raised from the dead, never once denying it. Every single one of them beaten, tortured, stoned, and put in prison. Could they have done that if it weren't true? I was in the Watergate. There were twelve. There were twelve of the most powerful men in the world sitting around the desk of the President of the United States. All of you will not remember all of these details, but just for the quick summary. It was in March of 1973. That John Dean, the president's counsel, walked into his office one day and said, Mr. President, there's a cancer on your presidency. He told him what was going on. That was the first time we really knew it was a criminal conspiracy. In less than three weeks, John Dean writes in his book, that he walked into the prosecutor's office to make a deal, to bargain. As he put it in his book, to save his own skin, he offered to testify against the president. The moment he did that, everybody went flying in to make a deal with the prosecutors. Twelve of the most powerful men in the world couldn't keep a lie for three weeks. That's the line that really struck me when I read this. Twelve of the most powerful men in the world couldn't keep a lie for three weeks. Colson continues, You're going to tell me that those twelve apostles for forty years would go about the sands of the Holy Land proclaiming that they'd seen Jesus raised from the dead when they hadn't? Absolutely impossible. You see, the truth is that people will give their lives for something they believe to be true. They will never give their lives for something they know to be false. That's a great quote. In Romans chapter 6, my brothers and sisters, St. Paul says this, We know, we know that Christ, raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more power over him. Paul and the other apostles were convinced, absolutely convinced, that they had encountered Jesus Christ in his risen, glorified body after his death on Good Friday. They believed that with all their heart. Do you? Do you believe that? If you do, then certain things should logically follow in your life. Put it this way, if I, like the apostles, am absolutely positively convinced that Jesus Christ is risen and alive and with us, that should influence, in a powerful way, how I think, how I look at reality. And, of course, it should influence how I act if it does not influence me in those ways, then I probably do not really believe. Or do not believe very deeply. If Jesus Christ did rise from the dead, for example, that means that I have value as a human being. And I should never call myself worthless. How many people walk around every day thinking they are worth nothing? We can all have moments of that. But how many people do it constantly? If we really believe Jesus is risen, we should never have that kind of self-loathing. Why? Because the divine Son of God thought that I was worth dying for. And if I was worth dying for, the Son of God dying for, I must be pretty special. If Jesus Christ really did come back from the grave and I truly believe it, then I should never feel alone either because I never am alone. Even when everyone else abandons me, neglects me, ignores me, Jesus Christ, the risen Jesus Christ is still there. He is with me always, in every circumstance, even in the terrible storms of late March and early April in Westerly. If Jesus Christ really did rise from the dead, then the whole human race has the potential of going to heaven someday. Which means that I should treat every single other human person with dignity and respect. From the moment of their conception in the womb until the moment of their natural death. If Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and I'm convinced that he did, then I should always have hope. And I should never despair. Never, ever. If Jesus Christ rose from the dead, then I also had better take the sacraments very seriously because he instituted them and then infused them with his risen life, with his sacred grace. And of course, taking the sacraments seriously means that I will never, ever, ever miss a Sunday or Holy Day Mass, without a good reason. You didn't think I'd leave that out of my Easter homily, did you? (laughs) If Jesus Christ really did rise from the dead for the forgiveness of my sins, and I believe that, then I should definitely take advantage of that gift and seek His forgiveness often. And speaking of that forgiveness... When was the last time you went to confession? When was the last time you made a really good, honest, thorough confession? If it's been a long time, do you really believe? Do you believe that he's risen? Do you believe that he is present in that sacrament? We're supposed to as Catholics. And finally, if Jesus Christ really did rise from the dead, then his Teaching is backed up by his identity. In other words, what he said is backed up by who he was and who he is. Which means that I had better take his words seriously because they are the words of a God-man who actually came back from the grave. Today, on this beautiful Easter Sunday morning, at this beautiful Easter Mass, Our prayer should be very simple and very focused. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, help me. Help me to believe. Help me to believe that you rose from the dead. Help me to believe it like those apostles did 2,000 years ago with all my heart. And then help me to think, and help me to act like I believe it. Amen.